0: All right, we're back, running and gunning. It's season nine. Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. As always, my name is Alex, your host. Today's episode, a well, little proof of life first. It's Monday, April 24, 2023. And if it's your first time joining us, the Corporate Cowboys Podcast is... podcast oriented toward professional development. If you find yourself in a situation, in a position, in your life currently, where circumstances dictate that it's time to make decisions, it's time to act, it's time to plan and then act. It's time to execute and make moves in corporate but you don't know how, you don't know where to start, you don't know what questions to ask, how to evaluate your options. Well, that's what we do in our day-to-day life. We're consultants, both professional, legal, business, career-wise. You can find us on Instagram, that's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. The podcast is available on Patreon, that's The Corporate Cowboys Podcast. You can subscribe, there are a number of tiers. Or you can just donate outright if you feel the need, if you feel generous. There are a couple of donation links floating around, a Venmo, a PayPal, a cash app even. You can write to us and send items that way. That's P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. And you can address it to Alex at... Corporate Cowboys or Incorporating Associates. We're still very much affiliated. So help keep this podcast nonprofit. Help keep it for free, right? But if you feel like you need some personalized time, some one-to-one interaction, uh, service tailored to your circumstances, I mean, our rates are more than free, and we offer a number of services from contract interpretation to negotiation strategy to uh, legal representation. If not us, we can connect you to somebody who uh, might be right up your alley. If it's for intellectual property, for business, if you have criminal affairs that you need taken care of, damn, that sounded pretty criminal in and of itself, but... You know if you have criminal issues (laughs) we can help you uh mitigate risk shall we say so today's question and these questions we pull from various sources online and mostly they've been coming from reddit honestly i think reddit is a good population sample size where the questions are specific enough but we still got to give a disclaimer that anything we state any opinions we might give cannot should not ought not to be construed as legal advice right so if you haven't retained us or engaged us in a professional capacity don't think that we're condoning any wrongful activity or we're promoting any any wrongdoing right any unlawful conduct and just act accordingly that's all right um Today's question is coming from r slash career advice. So after the legal disclaimer there, might as well just get started. Jump right in. The title says, oh, this one's pretty long. So I'm going to try not to interject as much, but typically I'll read a little bit. And because we don't have the hypothetical clients in front of us, I mean, they're not an actual client, we're treating them as a hypothetical client. So the beauty of this podcast is that because it's one way It's just me talking to you and you listening and taking it in You can pretend pretend that you walked in on a consult and that I'm actually giving you a little sidebar on how it is that we approach situations with our client What information we seek? to get through interviewing and analyzing whether or not we can um, infer certain things right if if it's questions we don't need to ask but can infer from the facts that are already given to to avoid treading the same ground and to save time because you know we do bill hourly (laughs) this question is asking Taking my boss's job without them knowing yet. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, so not not much of a question. More of a statement. And maybe they feel some type of way about it. Maybe they're feeling guilt. Or maybe they're plotting and they're planning. They're moving more deviously. And uh, maybe they're set their boss up to take their Their spot. Maybe they're going to pull a lick on their boss. And they don't know it yet. Right? There's two ways you can take it. I guess there's a third way too. If you're going to be neutral. Like you're just going to do it moving. And move unemotionally. But because business is war. And business is always personal. There's going to be some emotion involved. Now. Taking your boss's job without them knowing I feel, could inspire some feelings of betrayal, right? If your boss feels that, uh, not that you necessarily owed them, but that you had kept a, uh, a personal relationship to some degree. And so because of that, you maintained uh, courtesies between one another and that you might have alerted them in the case that, in the event that they offer you their job without them knowing, right? Which would require you to put yourself in their shoes. And would you want your subordinate to let you know that you're on the chopping block, that uh, you're in for some hard times? Me personally? Yes, of course. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't professionally i would much rather be the one being offered the job right but at the same time if you were the boss the manager professionally i mean wouldn't you want your superiors to come to you first and let you know specifically that you're fucking up and that you're at risk for losing your position if you don't tighten up if you don't shape up But that's just the title. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions and making assumptions. You know what they say about assuming. So they write, they start, A few weeks back, the boss's boss came to town to meet me and the rest of the team. I'm fairly new and haven't been happy with the micromanaging, condescending boss. Okay. All right. (laughs) So, So your boss, your immediate boss is a piece of shit. At least you believe they're micromanaging, they're condescending, they're not, they're not giving you, they're not allowing you to take advantage of what little authority you do have already as a subordinate in order to do and carry out the job competently, like you believe you can, right? They're constantly micromanaging you, telling you what to do and how to do it like the way they would. I think that's condescending, right? If they're, if, they're give, if they're providing no justification, no metric and just rationalizing that because they're your boss, you ought to do what they say. Sounds condescending to me, right? At least to me, that's the common meaning, common definition of those words. They don't describe yet what micromanaging and condescending experiences they've lived with this boss. But they continue, they write, I have more experience and it's not uncommon for me to regularly be teaching them how to do things. Anyway, boss's boss pulls me into a meeting to discuss the department and how I'm settling in. I told them I wasn't happy and that I hadn't decided if I would stay with the company yet or not. Then, explained all the reasons why to which many happened to be related to my boss and their lies. Okay, well now they've introduced another factor. They micromanage, they're condescending, and they lie, right? Those Those are pretty heavy allegations to bring down on someone. We have yet to hear from this hypothetical client what experiences they've lived with this boss that informs their belief or their opinion that their boss is a piece of shit, right? The reason I say that is because you've got to have a healthy sense of skepticism. Anytime someone is in a position to judge their superiors, especially if they are older, they claim to have more experience, If they're older and have more experience, what the fuck are they doing? Being a subordinate. Right? That, at least to me, is one of the many ideas that come to mind. What are they doing being a subordinate? Why aren't they already the boss? Why haven't they been the boss? Instead of being bossed around and taking orders from somebody who's younger and less experienced. Right? If it's been like this for any number of previous employments for them, they might be the common denominator. Again, you've got to have a healthy amount of skepticism going into consulting so that when you ask the questions, you know how to ask them. You know exactly what information to pull, what you're looking for in order to provide a more nuanced opinion, something they could act on if they want or if they really are, themselves a narcissistic psychopathic piece of shit they could overlook if they choose to and continue living their life (laughs) as as iq and eq blunt when it comes to corporate they will forever be a lower level drone and always be whining and whinging and complaining about how their boss doesn't let them do their job their way I mean, if the boss is in the right, the boss is in the right. You, you start, some. everybody starts somewhere. All badass motherfuckers start as shit-eating grunts. An OG once told me. So, they continue here. Then they explained. So they explained all the reasons why they hadn't decided whether to stay with the company or not. And they say, to which many happen to be related to my boss and their lies. Situations I wasn't comfortable with weren't actually the company and only the boss. After a few moments for them to soak it all in, they confirmed that my boss had been underperforming for a long time and leadership had already decided to replace my boss. The reason for the visit was to see if I was interested in stepping into the director role. And in parentheses, since I've done it before. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, again, healthy level, healthy amount of skepticism. But but if they're coming into uh, this firm, this organization with. director experience, then they might be better suited, a stronger candidate to take over for their boss. I mean, now the title is beginning to make sense. The the boss has made their bed and they're about to get put to sleep in it. (laughs) Beautiful. They say the reason for the visit was to see if I was interested in stepping into the director role since I've done it before. I agreed with conditions, of course. Nicely put. Very aptly put, of course, when you agree, you want conditions of your own. When they make the offer, that is your opportunity to negotiate, to make your own offer. To accept with conditions, whether it's for compensation, whether it's for accommodations, whether it's for other amenities, fringe benefits, what have you, that is when you strike. That is when you make your move as a corporate cowboy. You position yourself. You've been dependable, reliable. Your boss just happens to be shitting the bed. Pun, you know, pun intended. And now you're being offered the position. If you can do better. If you're willing and are capable. That is when you come back with your terms and your conditions. So when the position is handed down, you settle in and are able to go to work how you know best. (laughs) So they say, come to find out, much of what my boss has told and slash trained me on in regard to the company process isn't actually correct or true. Okay, so their boss was really fucking up. They weren't even developing their team correctly, right? So if the boss is incompetent, and if anything, they may just be insecure, they may not want to train or educate their subordinates in in any way extensively so that then they are able to, to replace them when the time comes. I mean, that's a really insecure, that that really is an incompetent boss, right? A boss who's a leader, a leader cultivates leaders. A leader wants to create more of themselves. Why? Because if they have more, if they have a, a, a large pool of replacements, there are more opportunities to expand the organization itself. Especially, especially if this system for professional development is integrated from the top down that's how you move like a team that's how you move like an army and business is war but that's more higher level strategy higher level thinking that's you know some corporate cowboy shit and if you need help with that it takes time lots of time it takes planning lots of planning and it takes contracts and for that i would insist that you either engage us in some professional capacity or hire out lawyers and other experts that can help you formulate a plan, some type of initiative or proposal that you can then partner with your organization, with your firm, and uh, open up your own department, your own division. Again, higher level thinking, not, not, uh, directly related to the question at hand here, but it's worth exploring always. So they say, come to find out, much of what my boss has told to last train me on in regard to the company processes isn't actually correct or true. My access has been severely minimalized, and I was told that quote I needed to earn trust. So there is so much I don't know about this company where I'm now going to step in a director role. Replace myself, and have a small global team. Ooh, a global team. Hmm. I'm low-key interested. I'm low-key interested. But you know, as the hypothetical client, we'd want to know the company. We'd want to know the industry. We'd want to know exactly the uh, hierarchical makeup of the organization itself, and what span of control exists at each level of this organization, what, uh, what duties and obligations might overlap from position to position, department to department, right? So they say, uh, they continue here, next paragraph, I now have a week to come up with a 30, 60, 90 plan. That's 30 days, 60 days, 90 day plan for my transition and what that would look like and whether or not my boss stays on board to help with the transition gets terminated. I got it for you already if your boss has really been this incompetent take 30 days take 30 days right because if if they haven't told you that you have uh, 30 60 90 days to get this to get this ship right side up then that means that they're keeping the boss for another three months potentially right so take 30 days for yourself Gather any materials, instruction manuals, training, uh, supplements, resources to get yourself acquainted with how the boss should have been running the operation, right? And then between day 30 to 60 is measurements, taking metrics, exactly what's been going right, what's been going wrong, strengths and weaknesses, a SWOT analysis, if you will. Depending on how long that takes you then, out to 90 days is where you are making moves and necessarily taking over and the transition is happening then and there so that by day 90, kick the old boss out the door unless they expect you for some reason to be training your old boss. And then what? They they, they think they're going to hold on to them? I mean, I've seen that before. <laughs> I've also seen that before, right? There's a way to do it. There's a correct way to do it so that you're not left holding the bag because you took it upon yourself to educate yourself. I've seen it before. I've seen it before where there are employees, uh, subordinates who have been stepped on, if you will, who have been stepped on in order to keep inept bosses and, and managers because... Because the boss or the manager is connected somehow. They're somebody's uh, family relative or a friend. And they expect you to train them. They expect you as a subordinate to train your superior in order for them to keep their job. You know, it's ass backwards, but such is life. And that does happen. So you've got to plan. You've got to plan and have contingencies ready. So that you are not left holding the bag if that comes to pass. So, now you have a week. You have a week to come up with a 30-60-90 plan, which I just set uh, uh, set out a preliminary one. I laid it out for you. Something that you could write down and actually have happen, execute on. So long as you're given the proper authorities and communication channels and and support by your boss's boss, right? So they say, uh, 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 to plan your transition, you have 30, 60, 90 days to plan for my transition and what that would look like and whether or not my boss stays on board to help me with the transition or gets terminated. I would say you could probably kick them off at around the 60 day mark. Otherwise, you're left with, uh, you're left carrying dead weight, dragging dead weight from the 60 to 90 day mark. That's a, that's a month of compensation you could save. And in that month, I think from the 60 to 90 day month is when you're transitioning into your full capacity as a director and can actually renegotiate whatever salary bump you got at day zero, from day zero to day 30, right? And from day 30 to day 60, you are, from, from day zero to day 60, you're working within that salary you negotiated, that compensation you had negotiated, and that day 60, it's been two months, you could ask to uh, renegotiate, to review your compensation, if not at day 90, as your plan is being laid out, as you are measuring and executing on, on metrics, and strategies, and actually handing up deliverables. They say, this is a new one for me. So I'm seeking advice from all perspectives, suggestions for what the plan looks like. I just gave you one. I'm leaning toward not keeping the boss on during the transition due to the lies and incorrect information she deliberately gave me during training. But I always know they hold a vast majority of knowledge that could potentially be useful help. I gave you a good in between. I gave you a good in between. Usually, it's not even your decision completely, right? Sure, they want your input, and you have some influence on the decision-making process at this point, as far as whether or not they stay on. But from day zero to day 30, you should be getting acquainted with the position. Day 30 to day 60, measuring and analyzing. And then day 60 to day 90, executing. But really, I, I think the earliest you can get rid of them is day 31, honestly. If you, if you are confident enough, if you are confident enough in your team and you have developed enough rapport with your future subordinates, that is your colleagues currently, right? The folks who are at your level currently and below, if you have subordinates now, right? because you would necessarily be taking over your superior's spot, you're gonna move up one rank, and then everybody who used to who you used to work with, alongside with, are going to become your subordinates. So long as you have a good reputation with them, have developed the proper rapport, I think at day 31, you can kick the old boss to the curb, and use your social... <sighs> rapport your professional rapport with your colleagues to help with the SWOT analysis because you'll need a lot of reporting, a lot of information and data and metrics coming to you so you could crunch the numbers properly unless you're having them crunch them for you, which again you want to you want you want that help as a as a gesture of goodwill that your colleagues are in this effort with you to replace this piece of shit boss. I mean, if this boss is universally hated, if the entire organization wants to see them leave, why, why drag it out? At day 31, you can chuck them. From 31 to 60 is when you're measuring, analyzing, and then even in between that or, or, or before that, from day 31 to 60 on through day 90 is when you're executing on a plan. On a plan for success. On a plan for success. So they're asking for help. I just gave it to you, I think. And we're about... 26... 26 minutes in. And they leave an edit here, actually. They add another note. They add... Adding to say that the boss's boss is newly promoted from within the same department and taking over. They have worked together for years. And there's more backstory, of course, but... This termination slash transition was going to happen whether it was me or not. But I have prior experience that they come to town, that they came to town to ask. Wait, what? I think this is poorly written, but they say, but this termination slash transition was going to happen whether it was me or not. But I have prior experience that they came to town to ask if I would take the role and since I was considering leaving because of my boss, and I laid my cards on the table first, to which they opened up about the boss's performance. That was all one sentence right there. <laughs> Jeez, bro. Fucking wall of text. Um, I mean, maybe, the, you know, they added it last minute. It, it is an edit after all. So, uh, so it is what it is. I get the gist of what they're trying to ask, that there is always more backstory, which which as professionals we would dig into if we had this hypothetical client in front of us, we want to have as much information as possible because the backstory could expose additional issues or, you know, potential problems during the transition. If we, if we know affirmatively, if it's factual, if it's documented even, if it's documented and recorded that this boss lied to you or passed on misrepresented facts to you just outright tried to sabotage you during your training when you were coming up as you allege, right? They allege that the boss lied to them and that that's why they don't trust them and that's why they don't want to keep them on and they don't plan on keeping them on which really I I I'm, they also do recognize the uh, the counterpoint that's the boss, because they moved up, they're going to have a lot of knowledge that our hypothetical client didn't previously have. Which is why I first went, if you don't want to rely, if you don't want to rely on this potentially lying motherfucker who might sabotage the transition, you go to the source first. You go to the books, you go to the training manuals. You go to the policies and procedures, any, any training documents, information on the, on the company to get yourself acquainted with the role you are about to take on and the, the, uh, the responsibilities and the duties that you will have to carry out. You get acquainted with them first and then kick the other motherfucker to the curb, male or female, I don't give a shit. Kick that bitch to the curb, Right? But I think you might need at least one month. I mean, depending on the scale of the operation, hey, if you think you can tackle this in in less than a month, only you would know, right? We don't have that information with us. The hypothetical client doesn't share it. So if they have that data, if they can quantify, if they can quantify the steps necessary in order to have the transition happen in less than a month, I mean, more power to you more power to you let's read a comment here real quick actually nah, that's 30 minutes the, the first comment here I'll, I'll just spit it out they say the first comment says your boss will undermine you if you keep them on and is unlikely to suddenly show you the correct processes it is also possible that the boss was also not given proper training and the big boss would not be as supportive as they seem further if you fail and not saying you will they will undercut you the same way I question how great your workplace is. There's always that. There's, al- there's always that. But that's not to say you can't be the one to change it, which again is why I say go to the training manuals first, the policies and the procedures. But that is also assuming, and I'm, I jumped to the conclusion to, to the conclusion that they exist, that these materials actually exist but that's more information we'd have to ask. Whether or not they exist, what the structure of the company looks like, if it's just a director role, or if, or if there is uh, other individuals with higher titles above this, we would need to know the inside and out of the organization. Essentially, an organizational audit. I mean, that's, that's pretty regular in our line of work, legal and otherwise. Well, take care of yourselves. I mean, pass on pass this podcast on to your colleagues and your associates. If you need help, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. Take care.